Hello and welcome to the Straight Red podcast. This is episode 10.1 where we chat to Celine Gagas at Crawley's director of football. Here is his interview to enjoy. Right, so we're here in the stadium, the People's Pension Stadium, with Salim Gagasis, the Director of Football. Thank you for joining us on Straight Red, Salim. Always welcome. Thank you. Pleasure, you. Thank you. And uh, now, from looking at your career history, this is the first people that this is the first question that people ask. From your career history, now you came to Crawley from a marketing position at Coral. You became commercial manager. Took over from myself. I, yeah. I remember it very well. <laughs> but then that evolved quite quickly into Director of Football. Mm. So people naturally question. How was that? How was that um, sort of gap bridged? And I know you've said before you've been a football agent since the age of twenty-one, and you've said I'm going to quote this: "I believe my name will be in the football league for many years." Great quote. <laughs> but can you tell us bl- briefly, um, sort of what experience outside of these roles gives you the qualifications to be in such a, a crucial position within the club? Uh, first of all, welcome once again. Thank you. you. And um, when I joined the club in 2016. I was meant to just be involved in football, but obviously we're not a big budget team, so I had to help out in the commercial section. And um, I've always said in football, whatever role's given to me, I'd like to help out the club as much as I can, which I believe I've done really well in the commercial section for the first four or five months. Um, as on top of that, you know, recruiting players like James Collins, Enzio, Adi Yusuf on loan, Dean Cox in January, Mark Connolly, um, and, you know, it wasn't an easy season because we wasn't on the biggest budget. You know, we was on 1.1, 1.2 when we joined. So um, to be involved in commercial and that, it was too much for me. Um, but like I said, you know, I'm someone like to help out in the areas in the club because it's our club. It's not, um, I wouldn't say I'm only, you know, involved in football. I'm not going to do that. Um, so um, I really did enjoy it. Um, it wasn't easy because I was 26 then and, you know, um, when I used to call agents me it was a bit uh, fun interesting but at times I used to get the eyes like wow you know guys <laughs> trying to bring <laughs> look at your plan. date of birth and yeah, what's yeah. happening so I, I enjoyed it and uh, I did say um, in the sun when they asked me you know what was I said my surname will be in the football league for many years uh, obviously Premier League football <laughs> league did two div- different things but um, as long as your heart's clean and you want to do the best for the club I think you could do a lot in football Brilliant now a couple of listeners um, know to be TD Crawley Sam Cook Red 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 and Ruben mm. Watt they just want to clarify me because I think every football club is slightly different sure. what are you, what are your job duties and what are your accountabilities where does the buck lie in certain mm. situations with you and like, in terms of player recruitment how much involvement do you have as well as Zaya and mm. Gabby etc etc like it, it could change to be honest you and like you know when in the first season like under rest in peace Mr Diamond Drummy um, obviously we used to get together and like we used to say strikers so I used to have my own strikers I used to show it and Dermot used to show his ones assistant manager shows his and all our team so and then the manager will say look this is the best one ideally I think this one This so that's how it goes like if I could give names in the first season for yeah, example yeah, yeah. Uh, we had my three strikers was James Collins John Markey and Danny Hilton and Dermot's one were Akin Fenwa Matt Tubbs and there was <laughs> several other ones so uh, we got together and we thought, look, if we could get James Collins, fantastic. And obviously, he was known to our, one of our advisors, the chairman, who so that's how we brought James Collins to the club. Perfect. And um, so basically, uh, this is how recruitment works. On if there's defenders, we get together. But my role is actually like even today, this morning from nine o'clock, I was just <laughs> making lists of names like centre back, centre backs, right back, left back, wingers. I love wingers, yep. strikers, centre mids, and. Uh, I know majority of the agents now you know people call me because we're honest people you know yeah. I never um, you know I have 
uh, agent friends saying, oh, this club never pays us in in our league, in mm-hmm. League One. But as a club, we always make sure we keep that good a partnership with agents because when I call an agent to ask a player, he will say, Salim, you're always on this good lad, good team, and I know your team's going to do the best because you've sold so much players in the last two years, probably one of the highest in the league too. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned that Enzo Baldwin, James Collins. They came yeah. in on freeze, didn't they? Yeah, free And players. sold four and figures. And so, you know, um, if you're in a club and you're 26, 27, you're bringing these type of players, you're keeping the league in, team in the league, so you're getting that solidarity payment from the league, and you're bringing transfer fee to the club. So, automatically, people are going to think, this guy's got... He's either uh, doing something, magic or anything, or he's just trying to... Because, <laughs> you know... We beat teams to buy these players, get these players as well. And transfer fee-wise, we're always um, careful. Well, I've never actually mm-hmm. had the chance to buy a player for money. Yeah. Uh, the managers did. Uh, but I wonder what the player will be if I was to pay a fee to a club for, yeah. to buy a player. And right? do you anticipate in the future buying, like... Because, I mean, with the previous owner, Paul, we, we spent a lot of money. There was a lot of marquee signings. Well, yeah. And although, although we bring in brilliant players like Collins and Baldwin and sell mm. them on, which is brilliant, is, ever, is that money ever going to get turned into a transfer to buy a, a special player, uh, like you say? It is. You know, if you make, like, 500, 600 from transfer fees, mm-hmm. that's added on top of the transfer budget so yeah. it's actually maybe not the same as transfer fee given to a player but it adds on to the budget so we could buy more players um, it could be a debate like you rather spend that as a transfer fee or you rather add it onto the team budget mm-hmm. so for mm-hmm. example if the budget's 1.5 and you made 300,000 on transfer fee you could either spend that or you could add that onto the 1.5 to make it 1.8 to bring in more players yeah. so um, it just depends you know um, like on the manager as well so now a good one of the best things is you know in the new season our manager, Mr. Joffe, would have that option to bring in his own style of players, which I think it's a bit unlike, you know, it's not fair if you don't give a chance to a manager mm-hmm. pre season, beginning of season, with what type of players he wants. Because don't forget, 3 um, 5 2 was injected by the previous manager who left in the six weeks during the season. Yeah. So it's not really easy to come in, you know, mm-hmm. especially if I was a manager and I got involved in the club. I love four two three one. That's my that's my <laughs> best formation. I'm not a manager, but if a manager asks my opinion, that's it. But to play that you need top two wingers. And last season I think we had the best three wingers in the league. Perfect. Now, now with your role, is it just players or do you get involved when selecting a new manager, i.e. Gabby? Were you involved in that process? Um I was I could say I was, you know, I did call a football league manager who was in the Football League before, who I believe just been appointed recently to a new league club. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of things we could go on, you and Like, I've always said this personally to the chairman, to everyone. I don't understand why clubs, you know, in our league, who actually go for the same manager, ran in circles. Mm-hmm. Because you need something different. And I totally, you know, because this club, you know, we don't really make a lot of revenue from season tickets and everything. So we have to go with the strategy of transfer revenue, trying to increase the mm-hmm. budget to a really good... Pos- you know, we are on a good budget, but I think if we could step up a bit more, I think we could be a fantastic position to challenge for the playoffs and league. So um, we can't really give that opportunity to, to any manager who comes and just spends... Because I've seen it before in clubs. Yeah. who get destroyed, you know, on budgets like three million, four million, just someone come and bring in their friends. Play. You know, I, I just disagree with that. So. Um, and before I move on, I've got another question about sure. Gabby, but I'm just going to interject a, a little bit. What, what are your thoughts on Harry Kewlett, Notts County? What? 
obviously, fantastic. 100 grand for Harry Kewell. What, yeah. what a bit of business. <laughs> but your thoughts on his, obviously, short tenure there? Well, you know, if you're going to clubs like North County, who's always got big ambition, um, you're under pressure from day one because your budget's over like three to four million, even over with the transfer fees. So you can't really have that, um, you know, three, four defeats, five defeats. You know, in clubs like us, maybe it's not acceptable in the reason, but, you know, we have to understand the team's ambitions, sets of things. But Nos County is... Uh, if I was a manager, I wouldn't have went there. Not in a, I'm not uh, being rude or anything, <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, to go there, you know, a team that's last um, as a not so experienced manager, it's difficult because you need to establish that pressure on you. Yeah. Um, just back to Gabby now. Now it was quoted as there were eighty applicants for the job. There was. Uh, um, with uh, without naming any, any names, obviously yeah. Gabby was first choice. What was the experience that we turned down of other candidates? Because I'm assuming there was some other previous League One, League Two managers. Mm. And um, in the, in that failed pot, why were they overlooked in place of Gabby? Well, you know, I did come across with some managers who's been in League One, League Two before where they were sent away from their clubs for certain reasons and obviously we hear a lot as well. Um, you know, even when we appointed Harry Kill in the beginning, we was asked questions like why someone's so inexperienced. But at the end of the day, we've got transfer fee for him mm-hmm. with patience after how many games? You know, after winter, things turned around. So, um, and I just don't really agree with just bringing an experienced manager for the sake of mm-hmm. so I believe time you have to in football you have to give time yep. you know it's not now he had a wonderful start to his tenure we all love the Gabby wave at the end of the home uh, yeah. Oh, we, it's absolutely brilliant yeah. however the recent stats mm. you can't deny they're pretty sobering and we just mentioned them previously Won five of the last 27 yeah. And only scored three in the last eight mm. So justifiably People like Tin Pot and Proud mm. Are asking why is he still in a job And Steve mm. CTFC How are these kind of stats acceptable You've mentioned they're giving people time mm. I mean is 27 games enough mm. Or it's clearly not He's still in a job I, at the moment I, so. I believe um, You know for this season We would improve for sure You know we haven't got a lot of games to improve on However um, new season is where you actually give, you know, you could judge someone's ability in, you know, recruitment. For example, you know, if you ask me, do we have players to change uh, the score? You know, I love players who could drive the team forward mm-hmm. on the wings and everything. So, this is one thing Gabby's also mentioned all the time. You know, regarding um, positioning. You know, if we had two, three more players into the squad, or you know, uh, that could have benefited. The three points achievable during the team games and everything. So um, I can't really uh, judge someone mm-hmm. um, because I personally did want to add two, three players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Phil Brogio has, has pointed out the money that you've been putting in from from Zaya. We saw it in yeah. the forum. It's in, it's incredible figures, and we're all incredibly grateful. It's clearly not translating into points, though. Mm. He says, surely at some point. Something has to give. For sure. Um, are you saying now that maybe you, you can completely see Gabby here until the summer and throughout the summer? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I do, do apologise. <laughs> um, regarding about obviously the investment by Mr. Erin, I also like to thank you once again in front of yourselves as well. Um, yes, if you ask me, you know, if I could look at some teams around us in the league table, probably the same points with us, or just a couple of points away, probably not even near our budget, but. Um, I believe, you know, if you give time to a manager to create his own squad, um, 
you, you would actually see what he's about. And um, at the moment, I think Mr. Joffe maybe uh, table-wise is not mm-hmm. uh, shown a lot. But I, I'm not going to blame him because he's not had the choice to bring in his free strikers, free wingers. Um, I'm not saying you know nothing negative of the current players. You know, I like to thank them, and we've got a lot to do together. You know, the majority of our players are all contracted for long term as well. So, um, adding players into the current squad, I think we could do a lot more in the league, without doubt. You know. So you're planning, obviously, you're planning for the summer at the moment. Sure. And Gabby is fully involved in those plans for the sure. summer next season. Perfect. Um, Ken Wood has asked, every team plays with an on-field DNA or, or a course or a mm. central philosophy, and it's a word that Gabby uses quite a lot. Mm. Uh, and this, of course, has to be considered during the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Could you help? Because I think maybe there was a language barrier um, at the forum. What, what is our on-field DNA and philosophy, and what kind, of, what kind of team are we trying to build? I know you said you love your wingers. And... Yeah, I like, um, you know, if I could give an example, like last season we was more on like 4-2-3-1, because... Um, I believe we had the best three wingers in the league. Name uh, them. Who do you think Enzio, they were? Boulderwine, <laughs> Carlo Nolan, Grant, and Jordan Roberts. So, and obviously two of them I brought in Enzo and Carlo Grant, and uh, I wanted to replace them with two wingers in the beginning of the season, but um, I wasn't allowed to bring the wingers I wanted to bring in. So the Is that previous budget restraint. No, or? no, it's the previous manager didn't want okay. them. Uh, but I could tell two of them are in the top seven now. Uh, they're doing really well and I wish them the best luck I wish we had them <laughs> but you wish they were here <laughs> I wish honestly if we had two of them players I think we wouldn't have been in a totally different position we would have been speaking about a lot of different things now mm-hmm. in good terms but um, you know so the squad was created at a 3 4 3 3 5 2 beginning season which I'm not really the biggest fan of so obviously a lot of the recruitment was wanted by our previous manager which I respect obviously you have to give managers their decision of signing players sometimes I wish I only could sign players but you know it's not always uh, the thing so 3-5-2 uh, is at the moment um, in League 2 is it the easiest way to play sometimes not because playing from the back you have to be careful you know you need to have defenders who actually can play with the ball be confident um, to be honest, our current defenders are, you know, Tom Dallas and George Frank and John McNerney, fantastic free defenders. Now, when you talk about the wingers, mm-hmm. I know, uh, Lewis Young isn't everybody's cup of tea. I like the guy, but David Cisse is a re- revelation, isn't yeah. he? On the way, he's been you know, absolutely to brilliant. Play, they're playing wing backs, so it's not easy for them as well. So you've got defensive full backs who actually you're trying to create pos- possession as well, as in attack crosses, trying to set, you know, use them as wingers. But imagine having two left and right wingers who's actually more comfortable in front of goal. Rather than trying to attack with your defenders, so three five two is not an easy formation to do. But credit to the boys and the manager. Uh, but like I said, four two three one is the formation. And just on uh, David Cisse, quoted as uh, in the Sun, I think it was at three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. People interested? Any? In- well, Any, um... I think who, teams who want, <laughs> want him, uh, maybe they have to add another zero. To that one. <laughs> uh, but you know, the good thing is, we, it looks like we could break the transfer uh, record of the club. Maybe with a previous player we sold, with his sell on, or also one or two players of the current squad. So there is good things. We have to look at the positive. There's potentially things as well. more money of coming course. in. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, um, we've got still a couple of games left. You know, 10, 11 games. So we have to give the team. Uh, good confidence we have to support them especially on social media I understand obviously sometimes we could be frustrated which I do you know mm-hmm. If I don't know if you see me in football games I, but yeah, I see you after games you're upset as everybody uh, like, you know when I watch a game some people think you know luckily I can speak several languages so, uh, <laughs> so I, I you can swear away. in several yeah, languages yeah, of course yeah. you know <laughs> 
Um, a couple of people, uh, notably Peter Wood and Roy Boy, um, asking about, first of all, Vince Lowe, he's gone now, but Maurice. Mm. It, it seems that Gabby's not playing players that are, are possibly our, our better players mm-hmm. and fit. Can you mm-hmm. clarify anything around about Maurice particularly? Yeah, Philip Maurice is obviously, at the moment, he he's on... He's not been training for two days. He's on antibiotics. But hopefully he should be fit for the game this week. And I believe he should be involved in the squad um, if he's ready and fit. Obviously, there was a little internal thing for one, two weeks, but that's been resolved Fine. now. So yeah, cause he, he did mention on Twitter when he yeah. was asked, he said he was fully fit. He's a but top ma- man. But maybe top that's man, ankles, yeah. knees, etc. But you're saying he's possibly a little bit poorly. And we don't want to go into that whatsoever. But I'm going to speak to him as well, try to get him ready for this week. Obviously, so we might see him on Saturday. Hopefully. <laughs> I, I like to see him. And the manager's obviously working on it with his staff to get him ready. But Hopefully he should be in the squad this week Perfect, now um, back to yourself Particularly sure. like finding players We've spoken about James Collins and Baldwin mm. And getting them for free mm. and profits Incredible business um, GB Red asked, how do you determine and find these hidden mm. gems In lower leagues like ANG, Ricky German Panucci, Kamara mm. Are you out there looking for them Or have you got eyes that do the well, sort of work for you You know, we, we have to be careful in recruiting players um, So uh, we, we can't afford to lose players We do have people who actually inform us of these players And there is people we trust And a lot of them do see us as a good club to come into um, And you know there is people I'm really connected with I have our own team, chairmen have our team My manager's got a team So we're all together So uh, we like to work hard Me personally, you know, every player I bring into the club It has to be someone who's going to bring the club points And before we bring in a player Do you go and watch them? Is that I tend to do so Or obviously I've got, you know, even on my phone I've got an application Instat Where I could uh, write a player's name And watch his running, dribbling Right, got you I right. love wingers, you know yeah, I, think I know, you keep every, saying it well, yeah, yeah. Every, uh, I'm just scared Every winger I bring Always gets sold or goes to Premier League It's business, it's a business man yeah. um, James Adels also asked With your experience Do you have any potential youth transfers in place For the coming summer window We've only just had a window mm. But the coming one along He's uh, mentioned particularly uh, Ashley Nadison of Fleetwood Have you looked into him? I can't really give a lot on to him, but he's someone I really like. Okay. Um, you mentioned Nicky Adams at the forum as well. Yes, that's quite ambitious, I think. You know, Nicky Adams, Jamie Proctor, Nadison's agent's my very good friend. I was with, uh, you know, I spoke to him yesterday morning. Uh, Nadison's a good friend. Obviously, he's a good local boy. I love bringing boys who actually live local to the club, like Dallison. And I think Nadison uh, rhymes with Dallison as well, so I think it could be a good thing for the club. I do look forward to see someone like him. And uh, finally, on players, regards Ricky German. Can we expect to see him soon? Possibly can. Like, you know, we had a player called Taryn Alarakia. He's yep. gone to Wilson since he's been there. He hasn't lost a game. Um, I think he's done really well there. Couple you of know. man of the matches yeah, as well. Yeah, he's got like three man of the matches, two goals, three assists. So um, I love to see Ricky to go loan, possibly. I, I, I could, you know, phone up clubs where. Now I've got that relationship, you know, I called them up, they say Celine, well, you know, Taron was the same. I called them up, get this boy, and they've got him, and their chairman's thanked me since then. I think the, the issue around Ricky is he came in with so much promise, he scored like 30 goals yes, in yes. 25 games, and we just, I think we just expected to see him straight away. Do you, know, yeah. Do you know what it is as well, Ewan? These guys, when they come in, they don't really have full-time training at their current teams they're coming from, so... Um, Imagine your body, you know, you're training two times a week, you're coming into a professional football team, training five times, four times a week, so your body needs to get used to that. Some mm-hmm. players uh, naturally could fit into it straight away, but sometimes you need time for them to actually train and bond with mm-hmm. the actual regime, because it's your body, don't forget it's health as yeah, well. So if people ask on the back of that, why can't they have like 15 minutes at the end of a game? Surely we he's did, fit enough for sure, 15 or we did, we did try in the Portwell game, I think, but... 
or he got injured straight away. So he's um, he was out for several weeks, but now he's looking fit. But you know, we got Mate, who's actually. Um, he was out for one two weeks, but now he's training fully with the team. Is he? We're going to see Maite soon as hopefully well. Hopefully this week. I like to see his pace scoring goals, and I like when he runs up to the fans scoring, celebrating. So hopefully Perfect. I want to see that this week. <laughs> um, On to the training ground. A couple of people, GB sure. Red. Um, when will the training ground be sorted? It seems to be that the players are sort of crying out for it. And notably, mm. hate to bring this up because I know it's been dealt with internally mm. with Polian and Palmer apparently questioning the training facilities on Instagram. I, d- I, d- I haven't seen the footage, mm. so it's all hearsay. But. Clearly, that shows that we it, it's desperately needed. Yeah, you know, I always I mentioned last year. Can we move the training um, facility, you know, training ground to East London, where I'm from? Because um, you know, in London areas, the facilities, you know, the grass is because Crawley is based on clay. Mm-hmm. So when it rains winter time, it's actually right off. You know, you should have seen our pitch about five years ago. Really. Oh. We, I think we had about four games called off in a row. Wow. It was that bad, yeah. It's fantastic now, obviously. Yeah, I, no, I get what you're saying, yeah. So, uh, if, if I had the option, I would move it into London. And uh, to, it's quite funny, like, the majority of the players live outside London, you know, in that area. So, it could be easier for them to actually get into a place. Okay. The majority of the Dutch players we had was living in uh, Crawley and one or two more, so... Have you looked at training grounds in and around London then? If I was, you know, I've always said no, but I was, uh, you know, they said to me, no, we can't. But if it was up to me, I'd move it to London and I actually would want to, you know, set that base for the club because it doesn't mean, because you're in Crawley, it doesn't mean your training has to be in Crawley. Like Arsenal's in Luton, St. Albans, Colony, Watford's obviously near there, but there is clubs that actually travel outside the town. And is it a case at the moment that, again, it's a financial restraint or can you just not find the right location? In in the area, we've tried a lot, Ewan. You know, I've went back, I've spoken to Steve Evans before where he used to train. I went to the places he has. You know, I know Bruce has looked around, you know, Kelly's from the area, but there isn't actually the best... There's another 4G area that's been said to us, but um, I love grass. You know, if if I'd, you know, I would only have my team to train on grass. But um, at the moment, I remember last year when we won eight in ten, we was training on AstroTurf in 4G across the road. So. Um, I think that was a bit of a thing to yeah. uh, And Hans, just on the last bit on the training ground Hans did ask uh, Not having a fit for purpose training ground Must restrict loan opportunities with the bigger clubs Not wanting their players to train on 4G Has that been an issue? Has no, that ever no. been raised? I'll or? tell you what, Ewan um, You know, like I said before you know, I have a really good relationship with a lot of the higher tier clubs And they know the One thing they look at is the player going to play Like, they look at my reference Carlon Grant and now Matty Woodlock You know, I think Woolock's probably the best centre midfield I've seen in League 2 this season and Carlon was the best finishing dribbler I've seen last season so this is what they look at you know Crawley Town actually does play these youth players and they develop them into a higher level Um, obviously if we had a bigger training facilities I think we could have been even in a uh, better area to bring in players but um, as long as you're a good club and you look after your players and you're always positive and you actually play young players and give opportunity to everyone and look after players well off the pitch as well. That's what I, I, everyone does look at, to be yeah. honest. And uh, with regards now, moving on from that two-way reserve slash development squad sure. or academy, um, now I know we did speak previously just before this interview that you mentioned there is a there is a, a reserves team of there is, there is not playing in a reserve league, mm-hmm. but there is a team that play friendlies behind the doors, etc., etc. Because the question from Neil Hobbs was, uh, this lacks or really puts a, a disadvantage for match fitness wise. Mm-hmm. If a player's coming back from injury um, or not spending time in the first team, they need that opportunity to play sort of 90 minutes as, as often as they can. I always said, you and you know, if we haven't got a current training ground base, 
it's very difficult to actually put in a youth uh, side within the senior squad. So it is difficult, but we do have under 23s who train in East London. Uh, they train two or three times a week, and it is a case where um, I have got a call from a Premier League side asking one of the players. Um, and they play against other academies. You know, they played against Hamilton in Scotland. They travelled there. They played against another several. You know, they got a couple games across. I'm trying to arrange another team for them, uh, but their manager's doing really well there. And I, you know, it's not easy because we can't fund them a lot. But um, if I had a training grant, I would love to put the academy into a place where yeah. uh, maybe reduce uh, several things and. To, because it's not easy to run an academy, but very expensive to run an academy. Course, and is, like, is it? Is it? We've tried it before in the past. Is it? Is it in your plans? Is it viable? Is it a viable cost? Are you? No, I'm, I'm someone who would never lie to you. But if you ask me, it is a lot. You know, we have to inject two hundred grand more to it. Um, is it something we could do? If I have a training ground, a base where the youth team could use it as well, I think it's possible. But. At this moment, senior squad in the training grounds more. I think Mick F. I'm just going to sort of um, summarise what he's sure. saying here. With all the local London clubs, etc., etc., mm. um, and trying to attract youngsters away from those big clubs. If we yeah. set up an academy, do we run the risk of players wanting to rather play for Arsenal, Fulham, Chelsea no. instead of Crawley? Or? No. To be honest, it's as long as it's official academy. Um, if you could pick up these young boys from several non-league clubs or you know all around Sunday leagues and all sorts, I think we've done well with senior recruitment. So I don't. Uh, to be honest, I think we could do even better in the youth side as well, bringing them players to wear the Crawley Town senior squad shirt. So um, I don't really see any difficulty challenging these clubs. And uh, what about the alignment with Brighton? Obviously, the the under 23s and the women's are playing here. Is there any chance to sort of take more of their young players? Seeing as they're literally just yeah, down the um, road? I believe the manager spoke with John Morning from Brighton, and I think there's some. More good relationship with the current management and Brighton, which was needed. You know, we never had that relationship. You know, I, I've got um, a good relationship with Brighton. Um, obviously, Dallison was someone I wanted for several years as well from them. I've kept relationship with him for the last two years, and um, I do speak to him sometimes if there's any good players there. But there is one or two more that I'm following there. Uh, there was another player where I got asked in the fans forum regarding Aaron Connolly, but he's out for another several weeks and. I couldn't really bring someone injured because I needed them from now if I yeah. was to. Um, some general questions. Sure. Sam Cook asked, it's a bit of a broad one, but how are plans going for next season? Budgets, possible mm-hmm. players, aims for the season. We, we've heard several times this sort of aim for the championship in sort of yeah. seven years now. Mm. Is that still on the cards? Yes, it doesn't, it, because it doesn't look on the cards. If you look at the stats and bits and bases. Of course. You, you know, it wasn't easy when you stepped into a club with a budget of 1.1. Now it's... Uh, gone more than 50% I believe so um, next season obviously if we'd, we're looking to break the transfer record if we can obviously that would be fantastic which that makes our job even easier Is that in sales or purchases? Sales Sales Yeah so um, if Can we you tell us who? Uh, I'm sure people will guess but uh, <laughs> there is a lot of talk about uh, one. Is David Cissé one? Yeah, yeah That figure's already been but, yeah, but he's, he's saying that's not enough 350 isn't enough for David Cissé so. You know if, if you're looking to buy a 98 born young hard working professional football player it's not easy you know to bring him for that but like I said we are a club that wants um, if there's a chance for a player to be in Championship Premier League we'll be delighted you know to see that young boy going up and he's you know very hard working lad um, all, you know we've got very good young boys where they look forward to go higher. So, 
Um, there is obviously good player recruitment. We're watching, checking out, uh, going into meetings. You know, that's my role to be honest. You know, to go meet players, agents. Um, obviously, not contracted players. I don't want people to think I'm trying to tap up players. <laughs> but um, I've got really good relationship with a lot of agents. So there is good plans for the next season. So um, hopefully, we could work hard. And of them. the current squad, how many would you anticipate? Let's say you've mentioned two players there. Not no names apart from Cisse. We're guessing. Mm. Um, can you see any? more than that sort of leaving in the summer um, possibly um, you know it, it depends you know like um, obviously uh, we would like to add good players into the squad uh, to make more competition but um, you know there's still a couple of games to go to the mm-hmm. end of season so I wouldn't want to mention any but uh, what, what are your thoughts on Oli Palmer? Clearly, our top goal scorer at the start mm. of the season, and I think I think he scored one in nine. I think what Oli, so I think I, I think mm. if I can sort of just jump in there, sure. I mean that in, during the first transfer window of the season, you probably sold could have sold him for mm. quite a lot of money. Yeah. But now him sort of dropping out of form is that a concern? Would he have been a potential sale in the summer? Or you know, um, people, you know, one thing about Oli, you know, when he had that five game ban. Which um, did affect us. That's why we're in this position in the league, in this table. Uh, but you know that did affect him a lot. I think personally because you know he was on good form and he you're out for five games, which them uh, games we needed him because you're playing every three four days. So that hurt us a lot. Not just Oli. You know we had four five other diff- players. Connolly Marais was out for eight nearly games. So um, it, we've been so unlucky. But you know in football we can make a lot of excuses. But this is a fact, not excuse. So uh, regarding uh, potential sale in the summer, uh, I've got you and I, I could say this again. You know I've got so much good relationship with clubs where they'll be honest with me. So I want to buy this player. What's your thoughts? So I could just say you know yeah, don't worry, he will do your job. So um, I have to obviously look after the club's badge. So whatever player goes, we have to make sure. Mm. We're bringing the best, but like I said, Oli's got another year contract with us. So several with all the other ones as well. You know, we've got Bournemouth's contract coming to an end, but uh, we look forward to. Great to see Joe McNeely sign another two years. Yes, yes, Joe. I love his. You know, his personality, his attitude. um, You know, he was told to go last season and. He just worked his way up. It didn't cause a problem in the dressing room or anything. That's what I love about him. An incredible you know. turnaround for him, wasn't it? Because Harry Kuehl wasn't a big fan of him, was he? No. And, and um, he came fighting back and he was like on the starting sheet every single week, week and out. And even now, you know, I saw him this morning and I said, you know, I, I love when he scores because I just think he's so, he needs that uh, as well as a person. Uh, great lad to have in the dressing room. Uh, you know, the manager loves him as well. I think the manager's done a lot to turn them around as well and credit to both of them to now work to each other you've got a list of players in front of you there anybody else you're particularly proud of bringing in in your sort of three years and any players you're really a massive fan of because everybody's got their individual no, players I, that they love for me it's Glenn Morris I say yeah, Glenn, 10 year contract for Glenn yeah. tomorrow <laughs> sign he's, he's a top man you know I love everyone to be honest you know it's not um, obviously majority of the players I brought in sold so <laughs> I but I love Enzio you know I even have a really good relationship with yeah. him now mm-hmm. I spoke to his agent two days ago and if, if not go down do we get him back I'll definitely get him yeah but, um, uh, obviously I hope you know the team they stay up but I can't mention anything about them but heard um, it on straight red first if not go down <laughs> NZO's coming back I can't I wouldn't <laughs> say that if they go I hope they make it to stay in the football league great club but Enzo is you know fantastic like boy um, I seem like a family he's very close to me and um, 
it was really emotional. I remember, you know, when I shook his hand and hugged him and said, "Look, best luck." It was, it was a really emotional day for me. But um, all the boys here are just great lads. You know, everyone's got family. Everyone wants the best for their club and yeah. themselves. No one would go out there to play bad. So I hope they all um, do a lot. Of, with with us during their time with us. Now a really good question here from R fifteen SRN. Um honest answer please. How sure. supportive do you think the Crawley fans are? And if we get to the championship, how many fans will you expect to attract? Do you, very good question, thank you. Um we are a very sporty team because, you know, even in our good days we could be negative sometimes or in our bad days, you know, I remember the first time I was getting a lot of messages on Twitter, I thought, wow, you know, uh, I haven't done anything wrong. You know, I, used to, I remember getting accused of some things and I just thought, it's not me, but I can't just go out and put my teammates or team people under the bus. People so. have got to blame somebody, I think no, that's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if people know me, they know what type of person I am and... I don't think in my three years I've actually done one bad thing for the club and I never will do. Um, if we do go championship, I think we could fill up the stadium. But obviously before going to championship, I'm sure we will do a lot of extensions to the stadium, which um, I love, to, you know, my dream is to be in a stadium with a lot higher crowds. So, um, but, you know, if we, I think we are good sport team because I do get a lot of messages you know four o'clock in the morning as well by someone really uh, abusive good, ones or to be honest not really abusive you know everyone's got a, 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 a football's opinion you and everyone's got their right to say anything you know sometimes I've but credit messages well done sell go on my man you know go on son but sometimes but uh, I'll be fair to you actually because we, we see all the messages and a lot of people do say after our third or fourth loss in a row Celine, what are you doing what's happening <laughs> you never respond and you never sort of take the bait which no. I think is quite impressive you know because I have I respect it you and it's uh, if someone was to be so negative to me I won't turn back and say why are you saying this because I feel you know don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll say this here, but I remember crying when I won a game and I remember crying when we lost the game. So I've, I'm a Crawley fan as well. So um, it means a lot for me, you know, to be here all together with the fans. Uh, some, we could have bad days and we're going to have good days, I promise. So uh, the best thing what we could do is just be together and, you know, don't just say, oh, I'm not your friend anymore. We don't win games or anything. Just uh, <laughs> We have to always be together. It's like family, you know. Yeah. Marriage, you can't obviously and, tell and your wife that, to go. That's a word that um, Erdem used a lot of the forum, yeah. family and support, etc., etc. Sure. Um, just quickly, whilst we're on him, how's he getting on with his um, application for the, for yes, the proper person's He has test? filled in and sent it, I yeah. do believe. It to, it's been around, what's the turnaround for that to come back? Because it's been a couple of months since he yeah, sent it, I think, Eight to it? ten weeks, I believe, okay. he sent That's what I've been, because I've followed that as well. They said eight to ten weeks, and hopefully within the next couple of weeks we should hear back. Um, I remember when we tried with another a director, uh, it took three months so okay. this one would be close um, but we are I'm on top of it so <laughs> <laughs> just, just checking just no checking. no welcome pleasure and um, final question um, from fans before my final one um, Sam Cook Phil Brogio Ruben Watt mm. all asking about this £7 million takeover from Ken Bai <laughs> I'll tell you what one you in um, you know I believe in um, you know there's a lot of gas in football yeah, um, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. And you know, if you was to offer ten million to any league two, league two chairman, they obviously would take it. Yeah, but uh, there's no official talk. Behind, you know, I, I, I don't understand why it's come up straight away when we uh, David Cissé was on news uh, mm-hmm. by tracking by West Brom. Um, concrete interest in a player and one day later we had this kind of talk um, and then you know people could turn around and say well you're not selling the club we could buy this player for 100 grand no chance you know we're not selling the club um, you know our, our club definitely not for sale 
definitely not for sale but obviously like I said if there was um, a sale of 7 million 8 million it would be sold but uh, if you go... To so it, it, let's say then, let's mm. say that is a genuine £7 million offer on the table mm. right now. Zaya would take that £7 million. I can't, you know, I, I don't know what the chairman would say, but like I said, you know, you could buy League One clubs for £7 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, but geographically, Crawley Town is in a very good area. And, uh, you know, this takeover talk, we have, we've had it nearly every year, to be honest. So, you it never know, goes away, does it? No, it's just, in football, you're League Two, you know... If someone wants to give you seven million, let's say I'm a chairman. I've spent four million in the club. I've got seven million. I've made three million profit. Would yeah. I sell it? I think with that three million, you could go buy another league two club. Of course, you could. So, uh, or you can invest it to get to the championship. Well, exactly. You can. So, <laughs> well, there's. Uh, there's well, the, the reason I ask is, I know the club. You've said you're not for sale officially on the on the on the um, online as well. And the club was recently valued at two point five million. Take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah. Because um, I personally still think that was a little bit high. Mm. Surely, as a businessman, any sane businessman, if something is valued at two point five and somebody offers you seven, like you've said, you would run to the hills with yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know the people mentioned in that article. Um, I don't know what their names were, but if your if your name's involved in that, obviously, I just have to wish the best luck to you. You know, um, like I said, you know, my name will be in the football league for many years because I'm always honest. Whether it's at Crawley Town, whether it's in another club, but. Um, I'm, whatever you do in life always just be honest don't try to uh, be negative towards the club because um, I would never let no one try to spoil this club mm-hmm. let, let, let's just let's pretend mm-hmm. there's a little bit of truth in it just to, sure, to play sure. on um, it's Kang Bai it's a cryptocurrency it's risky right. business it fluctuates what's the due diligence you go through let's say you did have that offer surely there's well, massive if, due diligence because that could just crumble overnight yeah if this guy was that official you know um, I believe they have to prove how much you know they need to prove at least uh, 40 50% of what they actually got. Uh, you know, you have to provide your bank details, you know, show that to the chairman that you're actually capable of affording a League Two club. But uh, the people mentioned, I don't think they are so. But there's been, there's, I, I know you're not going to sell, mm. there's been no official offer either. No, 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 I, I promise. You know, um, if there was seven million, I think, like I said, fair lot, everyone in League <laughs> Two would, I know League One clubs and League Two clubs are. I think Notts County would take it right now. Yeah, well. Um, you know, I heard there's several teams in the bottom three going to get sold, but don't get me wrong. Would you buy a club that's going to get relegated from League Two or in the last you position? You wouldn't pay much for it, would yeah, you? Yeah, because your parish, you know, your payments are going down. So, um, final question, and this is a this is one. It's a tough one. It's from Red 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 on the forum, sure. and, it, and we've gone full circle. We're going back to your sort of, your sort of job now. Um, he's asking over the last three years. It's your three year anniversary this month, in fact. Yes, that's correct. Um, he's asking where do you feel you've been successful mm. in the last three years, and he's also asking where do you think you may have failed in the last three years. Me Personal, mm. yeah, you in your role, yeah. Well, uh, first season, um, obviously, I'll say successful for me was bringing James Collins, Ad Yusuf on loan, and you know, first Carla. season, Carlon in the second season. First season, we saved the league by five points, and Ad Yusuf himself got five points. So, if I wasn't here, you take away Ad Yusuf, you take <laughs> away Enzo, you take away James Collins, take away Mark Connolly, where would so you take away you when we're relegated in the first season? No, no, I don't want to use that terminology. <laughs> but this is where, in the second season, you could say the same with Enzo and Carlon. These two scored over 32 goals Carlin with each other. Was incredible, wasn't it? And he, assists, yeah. and we scored 56 goals. So I, one of the things I believe I failed is when we sold James Collins, there was a strike, two strikers I wanted to bring in. And I don't want to give names, but if I actually was to, I'll give them. And the manager wanted Thomas Verheyen. And I, he was a great kid, great lad. We paid money for him as well, but. How much did we pay for Thomas? Can you say? Um, it was undisclosed, but it was 
it wasn't a well from 50k yeah around 50k so um, but if if the failure I say was I wish I could have done even more to stop that to bring in my own strikers uh-huh. I, I promise to why couldn't you it's just a man you know don't get me wrong but you're selling big Susan you've got Harry Kill saying I want the striker so you're at the beginning you're like well, mate, don't get me wrong. This guy's played Premier League, you know, Champions League. I respect him a lot, honestly. So, uh, but I wish I did bring him. That's my failure, I'll say. You know, okay. next time if I want to bring a player, I think I'm going to start shouting, crying, and banging walls. And uh, you know, I'm going to bring this. You know, when you go to a market, you have got a little kid who wants toys jumping up and down, crying around. You want so. Nicky Adams? You didn't get Nicky Adams. Well, <laughs> I love him. You know, Jamie Proctor, another one that I really like. So. I believe not just inside the field, you know, like Craig Brewster, you know, someone who's been in the club before. And when I called him and spoke to him before, you know, like, I've got this plan, what do you think? And he was interested in it. So I went to the gaffer. So not just inside the field, but offside as well. You need to look after the club in football. I love football. So uh, when I see people around the club involved in football, I get really excited. In, even in the office, I have to credit everyone in the club, you know, physio, the kit man. Uh, we've got a really good relationship, you know. It's like, that's what you need in the club so I can't wait for this season to finish and just work out in a new season honestly Ewan I think we've got a lot of good things to come up especially myself I love football so I want to go higher as, as, I, as I can um, You mentioned Craig Brewster there we've now mm. got Gabby Chioffi Nathan yeah. Rooney Jimmy Smith what's Craig's role? Craig's in a first team coach so obviously um, he'll be you know you could have two assistant coaches in the club um, Craig's obviously He's a first team coach, you could say assistant. So his role is actually to help out Geoffrey, which I think great co- combination with all you know, Jimmy Smith. Um, I can't wait to see him back in the field, you know. We missed that goal scoring number eight and I missed this song. Oh Jimmy Jimmy. So <laughs> I think that, I, think, I, I think a few people have put two and two together and you look at Craig Bruce, who's been caretaker manager twice. Absolutely. If anything happens and it keeps going, it gets worse and worse and worse, <laughs> you've got a go to caretaker manager as well. Was that in your mind what's No, no, about? absolutely it wasn't, but you know, it was just I've I've always wanted to help in the staff of the manager because I always say this to the manager, you know, when you look behind you you need someone you could trust. And I believe number two should always be ahead of number ones as well in some cases and that's very important you know we've got someone who knows the club knows the club size knows the ambition lives local actually been involved in the club before mm-hmm. in the promotion when a manager left to go to another club so he ticks all the boxes and I think to have Craig and I always say this um, I love the northern accents you know like the Scottish <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish I've always <laughs> said this and even in the dressing room um, I bring lads who's got you know that accent even in the field you know when you're shouting at each other I think it's so important and Craig's got accent as well so I think that's it's really, a strong accent yes. do you understand it all the time yeah I do because <laughs> I'll tell you what Ewan, you know when I used to work in my old workplace I used to speak to over 100 people a day on the phone so the Welsh accent northern accent okay, you know yeah. So and don't get me wrong I could speak different accents as well sometimes I sound a bit cockney you know what I mean so but sometimes <laughs> I could change it uh, into another one so I love it um, people see me as Turkish English but I'm actually English you know I've got a Turkish name I might look a bit more Turkish you know with my attribute of facial hair and everything but I'm actually East Londoner so Essex Turkish Cockney man so and um, <laughs> final final question now just sure. honestly t- taking off the hat of director of football and everything just mm. as a Crawley fan um, how do you think the season has gone and your honest predictions for the rest of the season where do you see us finishing uh, but most importantly your thoughts mm. on the first sort of um, you were, 38 yeah, games as a f- fan I'm not I'm not in the 
I'm not the happiest, I'll be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, but I have to be positive and obviously support. Uh, I've seen a lot that in within the club that some people might not see, obviously internally. But uh, we have to be supportive. I can't, you know, I still got games to go on, so I can't really criticise anyone at the moment, and I wouldn't want to. End of the season, obviously, we look and see. Look, this is the things we could improve on, and for sure, we would improve. We could only get better. You know, we can't get any worse because the season's finished. So, um, obviously, we're nine points clear of uh, the bottom two, and we just have to um, get any get the most points to stay in a better position. Do we least. have a, Do we have a points target? Uh, if you ask me, I say at least just over fifty. To be honest, you and and um, again, I like to underline we're not. I'm not the happiest because of what happened, but uh, I'm not going to be the saddest because I've got. Good budget for next season, hopefully, you know, to work on. So, is it growing again next season? The budget, possibly, yeah. Possibly. So, uh, that's what we worked on. You know, that's what my, that's what we're working on as well at the moment. Even you know, after this talk, I'm going to go to a meeting. So, uh, it, that's the only thing we could look at, and we've got players who's interested by all all around the squad. So, um, is it? Could we had a worse season? Yes, we could have. So we have to just stay together, not criticize the management. You know, they haven't got an easy job. I promise to you because. Um, you couldn't really bring a lot in so and I personally believe we need to add a lot in you know to make a stronger uh, squad we've had you know uh, Connolly leaving Vincent leaving so they were contracted for another season next year so we've got their salaries in the position to add on as well without sending so we've got interest in and I, you could only like you know there was Forest Green who saved the league with one point last year and now they're in the promotion mm-hmm. so we have to be a bit positive as well and don't get me wrong this squad actually has got a lot to do um, well, nobody can say you're not positive. About I'm always positive, yeah, yeah. Ewan. I'm, yeah. I, you will never see so negative. So, let's say your prediction would be clearly survival this year. Yeah. And what is your realistic, positive, ambitious goal for next season? Is Top it, eight. Is, Top eight? Doubt. Without a doubt. It has to be. Without know. a doubt. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you it has, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, obviously, if you ask me for next season, I would have total three strikers, three wingers. Um, so we've got contracted players already, but you definitely have three wingers. Oli Palmer, one of those strikers. Possibly he's got. Can you say Kamara, one of those strikers? I wouldn't. Cla- no, he would, but he would be more of a centre mid, for example. Because he came in as a striker. Yeah, he, he did. Sort of fell back. But I think people get confused sometimes when they see him playing in the middle. I always say this, you know, three strikers, three wingers. We've got the other positions, but three strikers, three wingers. You know, uh, I've got strikers, young boys who could go on loan or could be involved in. On top of the free, even to make competition, but you have to work hard. You know, um, as a young player, you have to do everything you can. You have to probably train two times more than actually a football league experienced striker. So, but I'll say three experienced strikers next season, three wingers, and you know I've got two. You know I've got Gregor Cox, I've got Polly, and I've got Palmer. I could use Cox, you know, in the attacking midfield side, winger side. But I always say this to all the managers: three wingers, three strikers. It's my recommendation, but obviously it's up to the manager. Well, fingers crossed. Selim, thank you so much Always for your time. I really you appreciate it. And hopefully we can catch up again maybe at the start Always of next welcome. season and see how things are going. I'd like to thank you, Ewan, once again. You know, you helped me a lot when I first joined. So I always say that. And thank you once again for everything you did. And you're an avid podcast listener, aren't you? Uh, always. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Cheers, Always a pleasure, Ewan. Pleasure.